0: Welcome to the coin vigilante podcast where you will get to hear laymen like you and myself talk about bitcoin cryptos the economy financial markets and business in general together we're going to learn more about business financial markets and bitcoin and we are here to do this together now i hope you sit down enjoy this on your way to work or while you're sitting down eating some popcorn just trying to find something fun to do. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right, all right. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Coin Vigilante podcast. Today we have Misty in Crypto, as you can see here. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Carlos. I was super psyched for this all week.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm I'm excited. Let me change this at the top right. So this is another uh, stream that we are doing. I'm doing it live. Okay. It seems like I'm doing a better job with the live stream. So guys, thanks for watching on Twitter, Theta Network and YouTube and, and all that stuff. So, hey, um, some people know who you are. I bet almost everyone that's watching you know who you are. But if you could just give us just a quick background of who you are, how you came into the crypto space and a little bit of your journey, I think that'd be sweet. I want to hear about it.
1: Awesome. Well, my backstory is basically my father has been in the crypto space for the past five years. So I was introduced to crypto when I was around 13, 14 years old. And at first, like I wasn't really paying attention. I thought it was for adults, people in finance. But then when I saw how a Bitcoin transaction worked, I was actually really surprised at how simple it was that all you had to do was scan a QR code or copy and paste an address. And then I saw that the demographic for this space was only 25 and up, which confused me so much because this is new technology. So why doesn't anyone my age know about it? So that's why I created my Twitter, because I really just want to educate my entire generation and beyond about cryptocurrency.
0: So I don't know if I, so I'm, I'm 23. Do I qualify as Gen Z? I don't even know. I think we should, we should look that up, uh, but <laughs> that's pretty cool. So
1: 97.
0: Okay. So then I make it. Okay. All right. I'm Gen <laughs> C. Thank you for educating me. <laughs> so yeah, that's cool. You know, I was actually doing some research and, you know, I'm surprised at how many, you know, I was, I made a tweet earlier. Um, I think it was right after I, um, interviewed brief fit dance, you know, the girl that says bull, 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 and all that stuff. Um, yeah. and I'm like, you know, I wonder why women and, and ladies and girls are not into crypto as much as men. Cause it feels like it's a, predominantly male, like thing, you know what I mean? And I did some research and I looked it up and I think it set something to where like, you know, there's like 20% versus 80% of like females are involved. And so I'm like, man, what, what's up with that? And so then I, I was like, well, what if I just start interviewing, um, you know, girls like, you know, like when Lisa, you know, now you, right. And, uh, brief it dance is cool. So, you know, just like you're, you're trying to educate the Gen Z, you know, we also have girls that are coming into, you know more popularity and bringing more girls too into. It. I mean, I got my fiance getting into crypto. I got my my um, what is it? Best friend's girlfriend getting into crypto. So they all have Litecoin, and so I'm trying to get the ball rolling here for a lot of people. So in a way, I am also um, you know getting people involved. So it's it's fun. It's fun to do, and that's why I'm doing this podcast.
1: One hundred percent. That's amazing. You're spreading adoption it's so exciting yeah, to onboard people when like someone comes back to you and they're like, I bought Bitcoin or I bought Litecoin," it's just like that feeling in your heart. Yeah. Oh my gosh, nothing compares, especially, nothing compares. especially,
0: you know, a lot of people buy it on Robinhood or Coinbase or whatever, but then they don't realize they can actually withdraw it, put it in their wallets and now be their own bank. So that's the best thing though, teaching them how to actually make their wallets and all that. But so anyway, how do we feel about the Litecoin all-time high? So do you, do you think? Do you consider Litecoin? I think I got to like four hundred and thirteen. Do you see that as all-time high for Litecoin?
1: Yeah, I heard it was four twenty or something like that. But yeah, I I any high is good enough for me. I you know I saw Litecoin at around like twenty something dollars in the summer. So to see this is amazing to me i can't i can't even believe where litecoin's gone bitcoin ethereum everything's really popping off right now but litecoin i feel still i still feel is like undervalued i just love it so much i think it's a great project a great coin
0: what do you think about this dump though this uh elon musk and then now the binance flood the fear uncertainty and doubt man it's dropping i mean it dropped a little bit but what do you think i mean sell or buy
1: <laughs> <laughs> buy the dip guys buy the dip I mean, to Probably get these, does. it's like basically everything's on sale right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, it is. It's it's crazy how the psychology, you know, I read a book, um, um, what's it called? Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And it kind of just teaches you how, you know, the psychology works when it comes to investments. And a lot of people actually end up selling the dips every single time, right? Because they're scared. And I think it's more of a fear of missing out of, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but- it always works to where they end up selling the bottom of the dip and then they end up buying at a much higher price. And I don't know, it happened to me in 2017, quite a lot, mm-hmm. honestly, you know, back in the day um, when I was involved, I was not very experienced. I was just trying to catch tops and, you know, chasing green candles everywhere, everywhere. And I can tell you for those people watching right now, that's not what you want to do. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people cause you always talk about, I think you you tweet it. You tweet every now and then, what are like some gems that I should buy or any, or something like that, right? And I'm yeah. like, well, well, I'll tell you something. I have some family members that actually just bought Ethereum Classic. They bought Doge right before SNL. And then they bought, you know, all these coins have already moved like a thousand percent or something like that. And I tell them, okay, yeah. I mean, maybe long-term, medium to long-term, those coins are going to do really well. But in the grand scheme of things, it is not candles that you need to be jumping from one to another, trying to chase pumps. Like, and so, you know, to answer your tweet, what gem should I buy? And I'm saying this to guys, so you guys don't get wrecked. You want to get in coins that either have not moved or in the accumulation phase and coins. I haven't gone 2000%. I mean, that's me. I don't know how you think about it. How do you go about, so when you're buying coins, you know, I'm assuming you buy something. Um, Do you go through a particular strategy or is it just, or like, are you chasing or are you buying coins that are still not at all time high? What's your process?
1: My process, when I first got into crypto, I looked at, you know, all these projects on Twitter and I kind of evaluated them to how I would use them in my everyday life. For example, Bitcoin's your store of value. Litecoin could also be that store of value potentially or, you know, you can use that as a to buy a coffee. It's just I, I yeah. evaluate things as how I would use them and their use case. Yeah. But, you know, I just tried to, you know, hodl, accumulate.
0: So you don't you don't try to jump from dog coin to another dog coin to Shiba and Doge. <laughs> you
1: no, <know>, I wish <laughs> I had to, It's like I don't even have the funds to play around like that because, you know, right. I don't have a big income. So whatever I could, you know, put yeah. into crypto, I just, you know, stack and I hoggle. Gotta have diamond hands like Jason Williams says. <laughs>
0: yeah. Not like, not like Elon Musk just did, but, um, whatever. I cannot believe he did that, but, you know, not a big deal. Whatever. He still has Bitcoin in his balance sheet. So got to do what you got to do. Um, But yeah, I mean, what about the Dock coin? So what what all do you know about it? Literally two days ago, I just heard about Shiba. And I don't know if I'm late or I don't know (laughs) if I didn't get the scoop on this thing. Like what's that Shiba coin? Is that on Binance or something?
1: I'm not exactly sure about the whole Shiba thing. Um, I didn't look too far into it. There was just a lot going on the past few days, but I'm not too sure about that one. But I do know that, you know, if newbies are getting into it, it's just a new way of onboarding people, you know? At least people yeah. are learning about crypto somehow, some way. That's and, what I you know, think is going to happen. you always have to do your research as well.
0: Yeah, um, and that's what I think is going to happen. All these people, and especially young people, are getting into crypto be- because of Dogecoin or these dog coins or whatever. But ultimately, it might be like Elon Musk's plan or someone else's plan to just get so many people on board into you know, these coins, and then later on, they'll start placing some into bitcoin like when something that's strong fundamentally so i feel like there's something lurking and you know something like that's gonna happen so i don't know i'm excited but anyway um so one thing so a lot guys if you're watching right now a lot of this is gonna feel like a conversation which it should and that's how most of my podcasts feel so i'm gonna be throwing questions we're gonna be talking a lot if you're watching um feel free to you know comment or whatever, you know, post whatever you want, and then I'll show it here. Um, But one thing I have seen on your Twitter is that you do the NFTs, right? Yes. so So how does that work? So I know that NFTs are really popular. So are you actually selling NFTs and creating revenue from that?
1: Yes, I am. Um, I actually just created my website today, dot and it'll redirect you to my marketplace on Atomic Hub. I love minting NFTs. I do it for fun mostly. It's just something so exciting and new. So I just like, you know, I mint my own NFTs. I have my own uh, gift shop. It's called Miss Teen NFTs on Atomic Hub. Super fun. Totally recommend.
0: So I don't know if you want to share some of how you do this NFT thing, but I have zero, I'm saying zero experience with NFTs. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know what (laughs) to buy or what to sell. I don't know anything. So when, when you're doing this, so you're actually creating the pictures yourself or you're, you're hiring someone to do it or how, how does that work? Or is it easy? Is there like a platform to do it?
1: Um, I work together with some artists, so it's mostly like a collaboration-based type of thing. And then I you know, Got take it. that gif, and then I put it on Atomic Hub. I create a template. Then I go to blocks.io, Atomic Drops, fill in all the blanks. If you look on uh, my website, misteancrypto.com, and look on the helpful links, mm-hmm. you'll find um, how to mint an NFT. That's the same article I follow every time just to make sure I'm doing the right thing.
0: So you're saying I can do this right now? So 100%. And does it have to be so maybe a cool picture that I take or something I can just turn into an NFT and put it there?
1: Yes, anything can be an NFT, anything that you want. And I think that's what's yeah. really special is that you could create anything and it could be an NFT. It's super fun. And there, if you look on Atomic Hub, you know, there's the MLB cards. There's, you know, a bunch of people like Ken Bozak minting NFTs, Alien Worlds, Our Planet. A bunch of really cool things are going on on Atomic Hub.
0: That's crazy. Anyone I'm and that's, going to mint an NFT. Okay. Maybe I need to start doing that or something. <laughs> Create some revenue uh, yeah. for myself. I don't know. That, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah.
1: I'm actually uh, hosting a workshop at Shitcoin 2021, uh, June 3rd and 4th. I'll be hosting my own workshop for where I'll be minting my NFTs live step-by-step for a drop that will occur at the conference. So hopefully it'll be live streamed so I can share it with you. Or I hope yes, you actually come by. That'll be cool. Uh,
0: yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if you can do live stream, I will attend for sure. Cause I need to learn how to do this. This, this would be pretty cool. You know, who's yeah. into this a lot, but physically, uh, my fiance, it's like a, a bug, like bit her. And now she's like, it wired her brain to love Pokemon cards. And so every day she's going to stores, trying to buy Pokemon cards left and right. She's literally trading. So she, I don't know if you follow the Pokemon, um frenzy at all but it's basically what's happening with nfts except physically right you send it to you buy these pokemon cards or you open them and it's nuts i I wish gary v was listening because gary v would be proud of this um (laughs) really um so she sent something to psa or something it's it's this company that makes sure that you know they review the card and then they grade it and based on the grade that's how much you can sell it for and so she got a psa 10 on one of these cards called a Lily card, right? A Pokemon card. And it's crazy because she can sell that thing for $1,500, just a card. Right. Wow. And so in the same way, I'm going to NFT. and I'm like, huh, I wonder if there's like a way to just do that. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's all, it's all new to me. The only thing I do is just buy cryptos and, and all that stuff. But I think I should probably get into the NFT world. I think I'm missing out on a lot of, opportunity or just cool stuff to do there i need to get into it but if you do that live stream please share it on twitter or something so i can watch it i think that'd be sweet
1: definitely i think uh, the whole event's going to be in alt space as well um if you go on Shitcoins' uh twitter you'll definitely see that somewhere um where there's that alt space so you could just join in. i don't know if you've ever joined alt space before mm-hmm all space is basically like a VR world. So you don't need a headset. I just use my computer and you just walk around and it's basically like you're at a conference and you're just like talking to people, hanging out. So I think hopefully my live sh- stream would should be in there. I'll let you know, though. But you could definitely That's join crazy. the conference virtually.
0: Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of crypto stuff. <laughs> it's like, I I should be more involved with other certain things like that VR space. Like, I have no idea about that. Like, yeah. what am I doing? I don't know.
1: Crypto changes every day. There's like a whole world it of does. news. I feel like, you know, I'm off Twitter for three hours and I missed everything.
0: <laughs> I know. That's uh, crazy. So when you first got into Bitcoin, so you looked at the transaction and how it worked and you were like, man, this could be like life changing. And how old were you when when you realized that? When you made that like whoa?
1: Yeah, I mean I was hearing about it since I was 13. It took me a while to digest. I think I had my first transaction when I was around 16 and then I started to learn Man. about it a little more and then like when I was like mid 17 I created my account and wanted to, you know, just educate people and just put my energy into it.
0: Mm. Yeah. To me, when I first heard about Bitcoin and Litecoin See, to me. So what is your main driver behind educating people? Because to me, the way, the reason why I did this, and we just talked about it like 10 minutes ago before we did the live stream, like to me, I'm doing this podcast so I can, you know, at least share some of my knowledge and bring people in that have more knowledge than me, right? Like you and, and, you know, be able to teach people about the opportunity that we're currently seeing with Bitcoin, Litecoin and cryptocurrencies, because The current financial system that we live in is corrupt, is rigged, and it has been stealing your purchasing power for decades, right? You know, right now, my dollars can buy less than they used to before. And so Bitcoin and Litecoin, especially those two that are store of values, you know, those actually protect that purchasing power. And when I first learned about it, I'm like, my goodness, I mean, this is going to be something massive. And I wish I would have, I wish I would have pulled the trigger earlier and bought more you know, I kind of, I was trying to time the market to perfection. And it, it didn't work <laughs> and I ended up buying higher. Um, so I don't have as much as people think I do, but, um, you know, I, I know it's the, the escape. I know it's a solution and I need people to understand that. I want people to understand that like people that I have in Mexico, family members or here, friends, anything. I mean, I'm spreading it like a virus in my own family. Right. So I'm getting everyone to buy it. So when it comes to you, what was your, like, inspiration motivation to to get people going and to educate people especially gen Z
1: the same as you because I like I said before, I noticed that none of my friends, nobody in my generation even like was on Twitter talking about this stuff. No one on social media. That's why I was like, I really want to educate people. I want to show them like this is a new way of transacting transacting digitally, excuse me. And it's just a whole new internet. Just like on Ethereum, you could build websites, you could build games just like chain games. There's just a whole new way of doing everything. And it was just so exciting to me that I just couldn't keep it to myself. I was like, I want everyone to know about this. I want to teach everybody about this so that we can all do this together. Because I feel like everyone has a part to play in crypto. Everyone can find their little niche. Everybody can stack sets like there is no age limit. There's unlimited potential in crypto. Anyone can do anything essentially. And that's just mm. why I wanted to fuel everything into this, educate everybody, spread crypto adoption.
0: Uh, yeah. I, was just, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, just listening so to that.
1: <laughs> is,
0: I mean, it really is. And, and a lot of people don't realize how massive it is. And, you know, it's crazy how many we call them noobs, right? New people coming into the system and to the whole ecosystem. I mean, they, I don't think many are realizing the opportunity that, that crypto is bringing because a lot of them, You know, are just coming in because they heard that Doge went up 200% or 500% and they just want to have money, right? Or make a quick buck here and there. But in reality, you know, this is where we need to start educating people and telling them, okay, yeah, it's cool that you have Doge and it's cool that you came into this ecosystem to make money. But you also have to realize that, you know, this system is going to provide the solution for something bigger. It's much bigger than what we just see. And, That's what I want people to understand, right? And a lot of people that are in crypto, they're like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, it always goes back to that, making money, I want to get rich quick, but little do they know that by buying Litecoin or Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever, they're joining a new technological revolution, and it is crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's like buying Amazon at $40 back in the day, and now Amazon is at $4,000. I mean, I don't know. To me, yeah. it blows my mind at the opportunity that we're seeing. And it's crazy because, I mean, the NFT and what you're doing, like, I still need educated for that, right? I don't know anything about it, right? So if you have, maybe you should do courses. You should do courses and then I'll be like, okay, I know what I'm doing. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. What, Definitely something do
1: to look into, courses. That's actually a really good idea. Because, I mean, I look online all the time, Carlos, and I'm like okay, what's wrong with my anchor wallet? Like what's going on with atomic hub right now? And like, I cannot find a solid answer anywhere. There are a lot of like, non reputable sources like there is no, you know, um, reputable source for crypto yet. So I think, you know, tutorials would help. And there's a lot of people, you know, like crypto stash that do a lot of NFT tutorials, like absolutely great tutorials. But, you know, it's definitely something I want to look into as well. Like, you know, one day, like I want to have like my own events to, you know, do these types of things all the time. But, you know, definitely something to look at for sure. And I teach people at school as well. Like I have I've had a bunch of people like my teachers ask me to teach my class about Bitcoin for whole school periods, which are like an hour long. And I've actually tried to teach my art teacher about NFTs. So hopefully she gets into that soon.
0: (laughs) so what would you say so i have my sister right my sister's an artist she makes unbelievable i mean piece of art painting uh, right I, you know all of it pencils all that weird stuff right and i don't know how she does it but i'm like okay look i know there's a marketplace online in the crypto world where you can sell nfts and so if I'm trying to make her make money, what, what would be my, my step? Like, is there a way to transfer that physical stuff into digital stuff and then put it in an NFT and then sell it? I mean, I don't know.
1: If you're looking, I mean, you could take a picture of the physical piece and mint it. That's definitely something like you can do. Like, scan it? like Yeah, scan it for or something. sure. Yeah, I know and that... Recently, there's this um, guy named Ted Wilhelm. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name right. He's on Twitter. He created a physical piece of fan art uh, for a friend of mine, Ken Bozak. So what they did is that they took a picture of that physical art and they minted it as an NFT and sold it. So that's definitely something you can do. I think it's something great. And if she wants, she could sell the physical piece as an NFT as well. And, you know, whoever buys that NFT, she could give it to them. I'm not sure how the specifics work with that, but she that's definitely an option. You know, a lot of people could get into NFTs.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll make her rich and she'll be making more <laughs> money than I will <laughs> 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 by selling this. Yeah. Because I was thinking, man, imagine if we can... I don't know i mean i'm thinking of how we can bring actual artists or well everyone's an artist right i mean depending on what you're doing but you know from yeah. my experience with her right her artistic skills how could we turn it into something and and monetize it right and that's the crazy thing yeah. with nfts i mean you can monetize everything so nfts may, means non-fungible tokens and i'm sorry i'm asking you so many questions about nfts i'm trying to okay. also learn right so non-fungible tokens though just have to be for art. I mean, basically, if you have something in, in the blockchain as an NFT, that means, I mean, can you sell pieces of it, like fractions of it, or that's not how it works? So for example, Zillica, so I know that Zillica did this. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that project. Um, they partnered with a distillery or someone that makes, um, you know, like high-end alcohol, I think it's like whiskey or something. And what they did is, Usually that stuff goes in big, big, big barrels. Well, you can't just go to a store and buy a big, big, big barrel of something that's really expensive and it's high end and it's a collectible, right? And so what they did is this company partnered with Zilliqa. Zilliqa put it, somehow tokenized it to put it in their blockchain to where investors could buy a fraction of that barrel, right? So, well, I want to own a quarter of that barrel, right? I don't want to just own 10 bottles, right? And so. Is that how it works with NFTs or am I completely diverging from what, what they are or how does that work?
1: Um, not that in my experience, I've never really heard of something like that. But I know like, for example, like I'll mint, for example, 10 NFTs. It's like if you buy the NFT, it's on the blockchain. Okay, Miss Tina, my, it went from my wallet to your wallet and you own that okay. whole piece as an NFT. And then, you know, if you transfer it to someone else, that's also on the blockchain. So you so just own somewhere- that whole
0: piece. So what, what if someone, because I always hear this, if someone tells you, well, I can just take a screenshot, right? I mean, I guess the value comes from the one that's stored directly in the blockchain, right? Because you can't really duplicate yeah. that, right? That's what gives it value. Okay. Okay.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: So, okay. I don't know if you had a, a response to that or anything like that, because I, mean, I know there's always people that are always... They're never happy with anything and just complain about things. Oh, well, that doesn't have any value because you can just take a screenshot and whatever. So I don't know. if
1: It's the proof of ownership. You know, like if there's 10 NFTs in circulation, yeah, you could take a screenshot, but you don't have that value that the actual NFT has. And if you actually owned it, it doesn't have the value. Just like, you know, if you take a screenshot of a picture of the Mona Lisa and you hang it in your room, it doesn't mean you have the actual value of the Mona Lisa. You don't actually have the physical piece. Just like you don't have the actual NFT if you just take a screenshot.
0: Right. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I if that makes sense. This space. <laughs> no, that, no, no, no. That makes sense. I just need to. I feel like once I get into it, play around with it, I'll be like, okay, I kind of understand this. It, it, it's just like when I explain people about Bitcoin and crypto, none of them understand it ever. They, they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Okay. It's just like. <laughs> magical money on the internet or whatever. And then they start playing with it. They start buying it. Oh my gosh, I can transfer it and send it to someone in Europe for one cent fee when it takes three to five days for me to send like, or dollars to another country. And I get a $20 fee, right? It's, it's crazy. So, so one question I have for you right now, if we're looking at our current cycle, What do you think? I mean, where where do you think we'll go from here? I mean, from your experience that you have, or just your personal opinion? I mean, do you think we're reaching the top of the cycle? Do you think we have more room to go? Do you think more institutions are going to come in? I mean, what do you think?
1: I'm not exactly sure. Crypto is crazy. It's like not really that predictable. And I haven't been here for long enough to really decide that type of thing. But I just know that crypto is the future. I know that, you know, so many people still aren't in crypto. For example, I'm not sure if you see my videos where I go to Times Square in Miami, like wherever I am, and I'll just go up to random people and say, Do you know what Bitcoin is? Yeah. I'm going to say 95 to 99% don't know what Bitcoin is. And if they say they do know what Bitcoin is, I'll be like, okay, so do you own any? And they're like, no. So we're still so early. And I think there's just so many people that like have yet to get in. I think around maybe one to 2% of the world is in crypto. And I feel like that may be generous. I'm not exactly sure, but let's just imagine when 10% of the world is in 50%, what we're going to be at. I just know that there's so much more adoption to be spread and so many more people that need to be educated in this field that we just have so much potential, like unlimited potential.
0: Yeah, I know. The potential is unreal. And I, I think I just saw something, there was something news or something that came out um, that said that about 40 million, I was surprised by this number, 40 million adults own some form of Bitcoin. And I'm like, wow, really? And so I'm like, that's nuts. But I mean, I don't know how accurate that is, but that's a lot of people already. I mean, maybe what's is that, that in the US? In the US. Yeah. Wow. And so Or maybe they meant crypto. I don't know. I think it said Bitcoin. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's... Man, we're hitting mainstream. And again, I think it all comes down to... And I think it's part of Elon Musk's plan, right? Getting people on board, getting them going crazy with Dogecoin. I mean, I'm literally having the grandparents of my fiance or or uncles and aunts buying Doge, Dogecoin. (laughs) You You know what's funny about this? All this whole time throughout the whole bear market, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be accumulating strong fundamental coins that are going to have so many use cases in the future are going to be the future of money are going to be integrated into this Ethereum, like, you know, doing all these, we call it FA analysis, fundamental analysis. And only to be absolutely destroyed by like my aunt's Dogecoin investment in January that turned her, $1,000 $1,000 investment into $150,000. Wow. <laughs>
1: and I'm like,
0: cringy. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what am I doing wrong? I mean, it's nuts. And I kid you not. I mean, that's how, that's how much money they're making. But I mean, that's, I guess that's the beauty of, of crypto. Um, but usually things. And for people that are watching, I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate Doge, but, you know, when people ask me, you know, people always ask me, should I get in Doge when Doge is at the very top of the market? Well, then I tell them you already missed out. And then they get mad at me. Well, you hate Doge. You did this. I'm like, no, I, I don't. I'm just from my experience, you know what happened to me in, um, in 2017, I got into the crypto world in late 2017 I was just going through pen market cap and I looked at TRX, Tron. I'm like, huh. And it barely, it just came out. I mean, I had no idea. It was like sitting at like 200 market cap or something like that. And I'm like, huh, let me look into it. I looked, I clicked on the website. The website was absolutely terrible. Um, But it said something about China. I'm like, okay, well, it's a Chinese token. What if China gets involved? I think that would probably be huge. And then it's dealing with crypto and then coins are going nuts. I put, I mean, I put $300, right? I didn't have much money. Okay, buy it. Okay, I go to bed, and I wake up, and eh, it didn't really move. Okay, let me sell it. I wake up the next day, and the thing moved 200%. I'm like, oh, my gosh, let me put it all back in. And then it went up to go more than 20,000% up, 20,000% up from that. And so I managed – I mean I, – yeah. I made mind blowing money as, you know, I don't know. Old, how old was I? You know, I think I was 19, 18 or something like that or, or wow. 19. And I'm like, this is insane. How much money, but then no, listen to this. Okay. Yeah. I'm really cool. I thought I was a genius. Um, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be rich. This thing is going to go, you know, my portfolio going to go to a hundred thousand something stupid. Right. And I'm like, man, I'm killing it. Like this is my way to financial freedom. My goodness. Well, then the, market, then the market crashed. I didn't sell any of it, right? And so my portfolio went down to 98%. And I remember this well. I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I mean, if I would have flipped my Tron, listen to this. If I would have flipped my Tron into Bitcoin when Tron hit the all-time high that it did when I bought at the very bottom, literally for a penny, I mean, I could have flipped it for about four to five Bitcoin. And so wow. I did oh it and then I, and then I didn't. And now that Tron bag can only buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. And so what I'm saying is this, if you're killing it in some coins, and I, I'm not trying to lecture you, I'm you know, I'm, this is an open discussion. I'm lecturing the people that are listening, that, are, that keep telling me <laughs> to buy Doge at the top. If you made a killing in some coin, I recommend you flip it into Bitcoin or at least take profits because then what's going to happen is You're going to be crying for three years in the bear market like I did when I could have made life changing money, but I didn't because I didn't pull the trigger. And so, you know, hopefully that helps some people, but man, I, I don't know. Has that happened to you? Have you, have you ever, um, invested in a, a moon bag that just skyrocketed to or, or no?
1: Not yet, honestly. I have yet to be in like these crazy situations. <laughs> I, I mean, I just Ugh. like you know, like I said, I just like try to accumulate what I could. Mm. And I don't really yeah. have access to like a bunch of these things that everyone invests in. You know, like for example, Theta, Digibyte, things like that. I have no access to just because I live in New York. So it's like yeah. even sometimes I feel like I'm missing out. I, I'm like, oh, I type want to FOMO into this coin, but like <laughs> I, I can't even do it because of where I live.
0: So yeah, I've been uh, I've been using Uniswap to to buy a lot of these coins. I don't even know if that's legal in the U.S.
1: <laughs>
0: so that's, I hope it is because I've been doing it. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll get someone knocking on the door saying,
1: <laughs> "But
0: whatever." It's too late now. I disclosed it. Um, who's who's commenting here? Oh wow, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. That happened to me. And so that's why I tell people, man, if you kill it in Doge or if you kill it in something else, just put it into something that's, uh, you know, I mean, you're fundamentally strong. I mean, there's only so much mania and pumping that's going to happen for some of these. And so I don't know. I've yet to encounter something that moons like Tron yet. and But I remember um, I was with my fiance was my girlfriend then. And we we're at Waffle House and I opened my Blockfolio app and I'm looking and this is in the 2018 bear market. And I'm looking at my portfolio. And I mean, it's just a straight line down, down 98%. And I was like, I was hopeless. I'm like, like I was on the verge of crying. I'm like, oh my, oh my God, God, this sucks. So yeah, she she remembers that story well and Oh man, that's so exciting! I mean, crypto can be amazing, but you just got to be careful. And people need to realize that I, I personally think, a bear market of that level will hit crypto again, and so that's why I'm always cautious. I'm like, at some point, the main is going to stop because look at the beginning of this bull market that just happened. Right, Bitcoin went from three thousand to sixty thousand, right, in a year. Yeah, we did not see any sizable correction for a long time. And, you know, I look at charts. In 2017 bull market from 2016 to 2017, we saw Bitcoin rise, I mean, exponentially, but it always saw 30 to 40% corrections along the way in an uptrend, right? And a lot of people a couple months ago were saying, oh my gosh, institutions are in. There is no way that Bitcoin is going to drop 30%. People will not let it institutions and strong hands will not let it well guess what happened a week after 30% correction, mm-hmm. right. And so yeah. we're still seeing similar patterns and at some point markets that are overheated, will see a correction. So I think we're going to get there. Um, I don't know when, um, but I will remain vig- vigilant coin vigilante. I will yeah. make sure that we let people know when to be cautious because we can't just, I mean, I don't know, it's going to be, I don't know, it'll be fun. It'll be a, a fun time. And I don't know. Um, hopefully I get into NFTs before that happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, crypto's an exciting place. Like I said, there's just so many people that have yet to get into it. So I'm just I just so I feel so bullish on everything. I'm just bullish on crypto and bullish on NFTs. It's yeah. just all really exciting technology that like people don't even really know about yet. And, you know, being yeah. in the in the Twitter space and, you know, on crypto Twitter all the time, I feel like everybody knows about it. But then when I go to, if I go to school and I try to talk to someone like my art teacher about NFTs, like they have no clue what I'm talking about. And they're like, what? All right. You know, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> like...
0: I don't know. I, I just find it mind blowing. Like, for example, you're monetizing art that you're collaborating with other people and making nice money on it. I mean, it's it's crazy how you can monetize that the whole entrepreneurial like spirit is coming into life that, that, that's something i've noticed like i can guarantee you people back in the day were not thinking oh my gosh what am i going to do now oh yeah let me make a podcast see if i can make money on that let me uh make nfts see if i can make money on that let me start making courses let me start doing like you know i think that for a long time people are just happy doing their 9 to 5 jobs but and you know what i think about now i'm i'm trying to connect the dots Nine to five jobs are hard for you to keep up in life now because of the purchasing power that has been stolen to us to where people, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, are trying to find different sources of revenue. Um, And I don't know if you worked on a, a nine to five, right? Um, But look, you're already doing your, your entrepreneurial spirit is already out there, right? You're doing NFTs, you're doing your, I think you're doing some podcasts, right? Um, yeah. You're investing in crypto. Um, And so it's crazy. It's crazy because I'm noticing this kind of shift in mentality for people. My fiance's, um, um, what is it, brother, younger brother, is trading Pokemon cards like crazy. He's putting them on eBay, making money on that. And so I don't know. It's kind of crazy how, how everything is shifting and we're seeing a lot of entrepreneurs come out. I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't know if you've noticed it, but I'm noticing it.
1: I mean, I've noticed since I've been in, you know, NFTs just, you know, completely like lit off, popping. And it's, it's just really exciting because you really see what people could do and how like people can, you know, take one piece of technology and make it their own. Because, you know, if you look at NFTs, like you have MLB tops, you have, you know, trading cards on there as well, or you can like get more art that you could redeem for physical pieces. And, you know, like, I just think there's so many people that can transform this technology into their own. And I think that's what makes crypto so special is that you could really make anything, whether that be a token, an NFT, your own project. There's just so much potential here for everybody. Yeah,
0: yeah, there is. And basically the way I saw the internet initially, um, is basically the transfer of information. It allowed people to transfer information peer to peer. And now we're seeing a whole new paradigm shift. It is basically the transfer of wealth of value. It's nuts. Think about that. Right. So we're seeing what we saw the dot com bubble. Right. And now we're seeing it with cryptos in that you can transfer wealth and value with cryptocurrencies, with NFTs, with, uh, tokenizing real estate, that's going to be something in the future too. You're going to be able to buy a fraction of real estate of a house because of this. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, theoretically, NFTs will be, you know, a high school graduation diploma, a college graduation diploma, or, you know, a real estate deed. Really anything could be an NFT because like we said before, it's proof of ownership. It's on the blockchain. No one can counterfeit that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's too bullish. So, all right, anyway, um, so, you know, we're obviously bullish on this and that, um, but let's let's wrap this thing up. So I have a few cool. questions um, that I usually end with for my podcast. One thing, let's see, what is a book or a movie that truly inspired you or gave you an aha moment? Actually, yeah, whatever, book or movie?
1: um one movie that i watched this year and everyone on crypto t- twitter refers to it is the matrix i mean oh, i watched yeah. that and i was like wow why does this all make sense like <laughs> it's just so crazy yeah. i love it i it, thought it was a really good movie it's just like an eye opener it really makes you think about like what surrounds you and things like that just so, so it puts you I mean, in such a like weird state of mind
0: <laughs> i mean literally that that's what's happening right now i mean you we, we tell people there's Max Kaiser and Stacey Herbert always say this, take the orange bill, like yes, take the orange bill, take Bitcoin and realize the system that we live in. Cause all of us are just sleeping and not realizing that we live in a rigged financial system. And so, oh yeah, we have a lot of people liking the matrix. Look, we have all the comments. Can you see the comments by the way?
1: Um, I see what you pull on screen.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Yeah. Good. I see Manuel's <laughs> comment. Cool.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Manuel. Yeah, we have. I like this comment thing and all that stuff. But yeah, Matrix, um, that's a good movie. What about books? Are you into books much?
1: Um, I'm I'm into books. Like sometimes I read, you know, I'm like real spare time because I've been so busy uh, since school ended. But I one one book I really liked was The Kite Runner. It was just really okay. deep. It was, I don't know, it's like a pretty popular book um, throughout high schools. And it might be like, you know, a cliche book to read the past few years, but it was just really deep. And it just like shows like, you know, like family and it it was just amazing. You should really, it's a good, it's a good book.
0: Maybe I'll look into it, but um, okay. So last thing that I, I do with my guests. So I'm going to mention a phrase or a word or something like that. And you have to respond with the first word that comes into your mind. Okay. So I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. Um, let's start with the easy one: Bitcoin. Sound money. <laughs> okay. Um, Litecoin. Zesty. <laughs> okay. Um, NFTs.
1: Amazeballs. balls.
0: Amaze. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Peter Schiff.
1: Sir Gold. <laughs>
0: Our gold. We're gold, um, what else? Um, hmm, I don't know. Let's finish with uh, Elon Musk. He's
1: he's a cool dude, you know. I, despite the controversy, he's bringing people to Mars potentially. <laughs> yeah, he's doing, like you know, just the technology of what he's doing, bringing people to space. I think that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I know, I'm excited. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if he sends Doge to $1 or $2 or infinity and beyond. But anyway, all right, guys. Thanks. Thanks for watching today. So we had Misty Crypto. Follow her on Twitter. Follow her NFT stuff that she does. She knows a lot more than I do um, in regards to that. So again, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Carlos. You're amazing.
0: All right. We'll do one again. Another day. Yeah, let's do it. All right.